Hey guys, Jason at Hard Money Bankers with your Private Money Minute. If you need to purchase a new primary residence, would you buy one that is a fixer-upper that needs some work, or would you just buy one that is move-in ready? It's a question that I, I think circulates regularly, and it's a good and it's a good question. And the answer it really depends on who you are and what uh, place you are in your life currently. So, for instance, are you a handyman? Do you want to do some of this work yourself? Do you want to outsource the work to somebody else, or would you just rather buy a perfectly done property and not have to deal with it anymore. So first off, think about that. Think if you really want to be living in a property for the next few weeks, months, several months that needs to be improved that you're currently working on over and over and over. So that's the first thing. And a lot of that may just depend on your current situation. Uh, you know, are you single? Or are you a new, a new couple that might find it entertaining to sp spend nights and weekends working and improving the house? Obviously, the good part about that is you could put all the finishing touches in that you like, and you could put in the exact materials uh, and fixtures that you like. Or maybe you have a family with kids, and you don't want either contractors, uh, you know, waking you up early and nailing in nails, or you spending late nights working on the property to improve it. You'd much rather just have something that's that's moving moving ready. So all things to think about. On my end, I look at the value basis of it. I think that's important, and the value basis will depend on what area you're in. And let me explain to you uh, why. So for instance, if you're buying a property, a fully renovated house in an area that's 200 grand, a lot of those properties you may only be able to buy fixer upper at like 160 grand, right? That needs a bunch of work. So what's the point? Right? Why would I buy something for 160 if it needs, you know, even 20 or 30 grand? And I have some built-in equity. That's great, but to have that built-in equity, a few things has to happen. Number one, it's going to take time to improve it, and number two, it's going to take cash money out of your pocket to improve it. On the other side of it, you just buy it for 200 grand and finance the whole thing, and not have to deal with, with, with anything else. Yeah, you may not have that built-in equity of a few thousand bucks, but guess what? You have your time, and you have it. I always looked at it as. I make investments decisions and when I buy real estate and when I buy any type of asset, I want to make sure I get it at a discount and I want to make sure it's a good bang for my buck. And my primary residence, it's someplace I'm living, someplace I cherish, family is going to be there. I want to make sure it works perfectly for, for them. So just things to think about. Again, there's no right or wrong, but when you are buying a primary residence, you know, think about it. I think it's a, a lot of people are attracted to the thought of getting a fixer-upper, having a fixer-upper, improving it having some built-in equity. And if that's the case, and you truly can buy it at a big enough discount that you can turn it into an investment, great. But when you're comparing you know, apples to apples in this particular case, and you don't think it truly will back out that much, then just buy something that, that you can love and you can live in and you can move in ready. Hopefully you found this helpful. If you found this helpful, or if you know somebody who's looking to buy a primary residence soon, please share it with them, would appreciate it. Like, comment, share, subscribe. This is Jason with your Private Money Minute. Hey guys, Jason at Hard Money Bankers with your Private Money Minute. Let's talk a little bit about one clause you can put in your contracts to make them stronger and ultimately get a property under contract. Obviously, if there's contingencies and stuff in a contract, if you're dealing with a seller or an MLS or a bank, it's tough, especially when they know that they're an investor. They don't want you to have any contingencies there. So one thing that we found really, really useful over the last few years is we'll write the contract as cash. Uh, but we'll put an addendum clause that says the buyer has the right to switch to financing and get financing, private financing, on this particular project if they wish. Now, in psychologically in the seller's mind, 
it still looks like it's a cash transaction, which it technically is still a cash transaction. But with that addendum, it gives the buyer the ability to switch it to financing. Now, part of that is it doesn't make it contingent on financing. It allows them to finance it, have a mortgage lender, a private lender, put a lien against the property, have a first mortgage, get uh, title insurance uh, for a lender in place that way. And again, the goal of this is to still stay ethical uh, on it, but at the same time, it gives you the ability to finance your property if you want and makes it an ultimately a stronger transaction, a, a stronger contract. It's a cash transaction. I have the ability to use private funding if I would like. It will not change any other terms of this deal. So for instance, you put it in under cash, you decide to ex you decide to to change and, and do financing on it. It won't work if you're getting bank financing, right? It's just not gonna work for that. This is the purpose of this is for private lending or hard money lending or a JV partner that wants to put a lien against the property. So for investors, that's the majority of these transactions. Anyways, you switch it over to that. There's no contingency still, so you you gotta make sure you have all your ducks in a row, but there's no contingency and Instead of you coming to the table with cash, you, uh, you have your private lender come to the table. It's a great way, especially uh, when you use a hard money loan uh, in order to do that. So it still comes in as cash. The important part is be transparent. Make sure they know that addendum's in there and you know, you'll, be, you'll be fine. Any questions related to that, um, you know, feel, feel free to reach out. I can't say that that's the case on every transaction, but we've done that on some transactions and it's worked out, it's worked out great. If you know anyone that could utilize that, share this video with them and tell them to watch it all the way through. Like, comment, share, subscribe if you found value to this. Thanks, guys.